When the leaves turn brown, they come a tumbling down. Remember. Oh, it's autumn. There is a chill in the air and a chill in our podcast coffers. If you like Crisis Twin, consider donating a small monthly surcharge to the podcast that will help support the operating costs and just general good vibes of this enterprise. It's completely optional and you can donate as much or as little as you want, but much like Melissa Leo once said, consider stay warm. Hey girlies, welcome to Crisis Twink, the podcast where we ring the alarm about cultural emergencies. I really ran out of steam just now. Whether it's a flop album, an insane headline, a problematic fave, or just something that needs to be urgently discussed or you'll die, we're going to revive it and make sure it gets the medical assistance it so desperately needs. My name is Drew Haskins and I'm the only twink who can save a culture in crisis. Joining me today is the co-head of UC3P, the University of Chicago's public policy podcast system, elite podcaster, dear friend, Audrey Bear. Hi. Hello. I'm so happy to be here. I'm so happy you're here too. I'm sorry I do not have my own, my best face on for this. Like I, That was not one of my better intros. <laughs> I will say I, I was awa- I was amazed I was wowed I feel like I'm like watching it live or something which I guess I am yeah this, this I mean they, it's like the 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 sneak peek inside like the Wonka tour of the except it's, it's there's no like mass casualty situation there's not even that much chocolate though I this, this is what I had for dinner tonight because my appetite has been like absolutely crazy because I am like a little bit sick right now I had eight take five bars take five yeah like that one well I'm glad you asked it's peanut peanut butter uh pretzel caramel and what the packaging refers to as chocolate bar not chocolate chocolate Mm. bar that's one of the five (laughs) in the take five just a little chunk of a chocolate bar. But it's the oh. coating, like the, mm-hmm. the the physiognomy of the take five bar would not necessarily lead you to think it is a, a chocolate <laughs> bar. It's a candy. It's a piece of candy. Yes. Yeah, those are good. I'm a thousand grand girl myself. I don't know if you're familiar. I'm not actually. What is a, th- a thousand grand bar? <laughs> um, well, it has a number in it, just like what you had for dinner. Uh-huh. Um, it's like rice, like that crispy rice, but not okay. like a rice crispy treat. Like, like a, a crunch bar. Part. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like those loose crispies. And then caramel or caramel, okay. however you want to say that. And then coated in, oh, yeah, and then coated in chocolate. It's amazing. It's kind of like a Twix bar, but instead of the cookie, it's like crispy that actually sounds preferable as like a noted twix hater because i think the cookie's too well the cookie's too big Hmm. and it's too um, i agree with that i just i don't think it tastes (laughs) like anything it's just like a big big bar of nothing i'm offended (laughs) i love anything to do with crispies what's your candy bar choice 
probably a thousand grand but you can't like get those anywhere it's like a rarity in halloween they're never in vending machines but they do sell them at like walgreens and bags i'll have Um, to check it out because this does sound like something i would enjoy i've just never everybody would i so we are recording than take five well hey i (laughs) in my opinion the five-pronged nutritional approach of the take five bar (laughs) i mean you get carbs you get sugar you get caramel there's probably protein in the peanut butter from the peanut butter (laughs) i'm sure there is it is part of the reese's family so like i would have to imagine that there is some sort of like quality to the peanut butter yes i actually had a dance teacher growing up who used to feed her son reese's because he was such a picky eater and she was worried he wasn't getting enough protein way she could like convince him to have basically like something with nutritional value is in the form of reasons i have some skepticism about yeah whether that approach (laughs) actually works but like i i I am in no position to really complain like i used to go over to my grandparents house when i was in like i mean really little but like up through high school and eat a half bag like a half halloween bag of york peppermint patties oh um i I like that's a specific one well it's like the kind of old person candy that i really enjoy like a mint chocolate combo is always something i'm going to enjoy but i would eat like when i tell you this is no exaggeration i would eat like 25 at a time i had to stop that's like eating a tube of toothpaste (laughs) but with chocolate but with chocolate um toothpaste make it sweet yeah like (laughs) but then one day I don't remember the article and I don't want to source it right now but I read something that the mint paste inside a York peppermint patty Mm -hmm. is bad for renal function don't love that I've had to scale back I've gone down from like 25 to 6 Six is a healthy amount now that we're adults. Yes, I think I think so too. But like, I don't, I don't know. Candy is just always going to be one of those things that like I will overindulge in, and yes. it's like not real. That's what life's about. What's not real I to me? Know. It's not real calorie, which is like not yeah. factual. Like in the same way that I don't think like drinking soda or drinking yeah. like an iced tea is caloric, like. I'm sure it is, but like I'm the same way. If it's not I'm, like food, food, I doesn't. Same, because I'm. This isn't part of my meal, so it's not like I'm yeah. overdoing it. Um, wait, I actually have a great question though. When you're an old man, possibly a grandpa, what candy are you gonna like carry in your pocket? Oh, like, pocket candy? That's <laughs> gross to me. I, I like. Well, I'm like when I'm in a little old lady, I'm gonna have a purse, so you can have a purse too. Okay. Well, thank you for being inclusive. In my okay. purse, I will put mm-hmm. in. I mean, a peppermint patty, <laughs> but like that would get really hot. Yeah. What I love. Messy. Do you know those like strawberry candies? That look like the strawberry. Yeah, the wrapper does. Oh, those are so yeah, cute. I kind of love bad. those. My barber growing up used to have those in a big jar by the front door, and I would like gr- mm-hmm. g- grab fistfuls like Augustus Blue on my way out. Sure. Yeah. Oh, that's so cute. I love a good hard candy. Me too. I would do butterscotch or lemon drops. Yeah. Oh, a lemon drop. 
one of the best things. Oh, yeah. like I used to go to speaking of like going to your grandparents house my grandma used to only have lemon drops and I would go over and like find the bit ba- like she'd have them in a little bowl but I always find like the giant bag yeah no you gotta go straight for the bag like the bowl is almost too conspicuous because if you take candy out of the bowl or the jar then people notice that it's mm-hmm. gone that and level but like... if you find the bag find the source <laughs> Definitely gone. yeah that's how yeah. you um, plunder resources we just did a little yeah. we just did a little <laughs> lesson yes we did <laughs> Woo! welcome everyone <laughs> All right. Well, on that note, I think it's time for our first segment. Okay. Um, we're gonna play Ring the Alarm. I'm going to present you with three cultural scenarios from recent and/or ancient history, and you're going to decide whether or not to ring the alarm. Okay. No wrong answers here, but your choice is binary. Are you ringing the alarm or not? Okay. Okay. Wait. Why do I ring it? Just because it's like. Crime. If you think it needs no, not just emergency. crime, not just crime. <laughs> um, if you think, this isn't that kind of podcast. Um, if oh, if God. you think something needs to, be, if you think someone needs to be alerted, if you think that like we need to be like banging a bunch of pots and pans around. Okay, them, like people need to know. Yeah, people need okay, to be okay. monitoring the situation. We and I can only pick one of the three. No, 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 no. I'm giving you three <laughs> scenarios and you will have two options per scenario to ring or not to ring. Okay. The decision tree here, there's no joint. I see. Yeah. Decision tree. Okay, okay, okay. I'm following, I think. We're about to find out. We're about to find out. <laughs> so your first scenario, Megan, a new diva emerges. Are you ringing the alarm? Oh, yes. This is the... The trailer yes this is the trailer drew for... i forgot to watch it i just realized oh my I... so it didn't make that much of an impression on you no i was like i have to watch this but then i was at school when you sent it to me and uh-huh. i was like now's not the time to be watching a trailer about a horror doll. well you're responsible i it and i don't think she's a doll i think um what what does allison's robot. allison williams say wait she's i'm so a... excited that she's in it Oh, I love Like, I'm her. definitely going to see it. I'm definitely going to see it. Her pivot into, like, Scream Queen after Girls is so unexpected, but, like, so welcome. Because she's good at doing oh horror movies. She was so good in Get Out. Yeah. She was, like, low-key the best performance in Get Out. Like, Which is crazy. Because, like, yeah. The, I remember the first time I saw it, I, like, trusted her. You know? Yeah. Like, I was like, oh, she's... She's so Marnie. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I was like, she's just like a nice white lady. Wrong. Wrong. <laughs> more wrong. <laughs> no, and she uh, she was just so good for that part because like, I mean, I, we're not spoiling a movie that's been out for like almost six years now, but like, yeah. casting someone really like milk toast, white bread, like Allison Williams is in her like public day to day life as that character is genius, and she's just good at like calm menace i mean mm-hmm. we've been watching um re-watching girls for girls room the offshoot yeah. of crisis twink and she is so good in that too and i don't i feel like her her reputation needs to be like resuscitated a little bit because she's a fantastic actor i know oh i was gonna say she hasn't been in anything lately but i guess she's gonna be in this yeah and and i like and that to- she's like a computer scientist 
so yeah, there are a lot of things about the the premise of this movie um, that don't necessarily hold up to me. Like Allison Williams playing a robotics engineer of some sort doesn't make sense to me. Yeah, her and the dialogue seems a little um, bad. I was trying to think of a nicer word, but like her going to her niece and being like, "You're my niece." It's it's telling, not showing no in context, a way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I was gonna look up. Okay, I don't know. I just opened it on IMDb. I don't know who the writers are. Um, so the writer, it's there's one scriptwriter and one producer. The scriptwriter for this wrote *Malignant*, which is one of the best horror movies of the past few years. It's so fun and stupid and scary. And like, if y'all yeah. haven't seen it, cannot recommend it enough it's like it's beyond dumb but like one of the most fun times i've had with a new movie in a while oh nice um, wait i'm definitely gonna watch that i need and, a horror movie for halloween oh yeah Mal- i cannot recommend malignant enough um and the direct no not that he's not the director but the producer directed malignant and also directed like the conjuring insidious and a bunch of other things oh, like the pedigree is pretty good for this movie yeah. um but not it for just, Megan. <laughs> well, I think Megan, we'll I think see. it'll be really entertaining. Like Yeah. Oh yeah. This well, also I just have a feeling like it's probably it seems like it's gonna be like an all-woman or like not an all-woman cast, but like a strong woman forward cast. Yeah, definitely the one guy I clocked in the trailer is um Brian Jordan Alvarez, who's this like gay TikTok comedian. Like, and I think I mean he's been on like Will and Grace and stuff too. But like, I mean, he this is definitely like a girls and gays kind of movie. And like them including Megan like break dancing in the hallway before she like <laughs> kills someone with a hammer or whatever. Like oh my God. they know who they're doing this for. Like the yeah. amount of memes that popped up last week of Megan dancing to like Renaissance and like taylor swift songs was just like oh out God. outrageous i'm so excited I need um, to, it doesn't come out till january yeah that seems like a missed opportunity like, um yeah, release it on home give the people what they want they definitely could fast track it like though this is a pretty saturated month for horror movies obviously but like between the new halloween movie smile and barbarian like there are a lot of <laughs> horror movies out right now. yeah okay smile looks bad smile and I mean, barbarian both-, both got great reviews i haven't really? seen it yeah okay, i'm too was, scared but i like really want to go and see a scary movie in theaters i don't know why like it's not something i do every halloween no but i just was like this is the year um oh sosie bacon that's who's in it yeah oh ah, and she's supposed scary. to be great too wait she doesn't even look like wait she looks like kevin looks like kevin the girl on the cover is not sosie bacon no the girl on the cover is um i don't remember her name but she was on this really caitlin stacy yeah she was on this really good australian comedy show um called please like me uh, oh i should look into that it's like God, australian like dictionary well, or encyclopedia i have funny. a uh not as fun story about the creator of that show that i will share with you off pod <laughs> and whoever okay. wants me to tell that story mm. can dm me for it because it is not fun <laughs> um I'll okay following up on that 
next story or oh my god not story next scenario uh jason sudeikis and olivia wilde's nanny tells all oh yeah ringing this bell for sure or sounding the alarm this was dark (laughs) okay i have a lot of things to say what is in the salad what is in the special salad dressing like he kept bringing it up in the text and also that like daily mail kept bringing back to like she left with her salad that she had prepared for harry and i'm like can can we just like focus on the fact that she's leaving for harry and not that she's like probably gonna spoon feed him this salad yeah i bizarre someone tried to source the recipe from like something else that she'd published like a few years ago and it just seemed like balsamic dressing to me with like italian seasoning it does not seem Mm -hmm. very um complex but like it could be a new dressing she could be a recipe developer and we just wouldn't even know i feel like i feel like i'm gonna sound like a hater (laughs) but i feel like she's a bad cook oh yeah no i don't like i have a hard time seeing her being good at cooking i don't believe most (laughs) celebrities are good cooks like the only one that i sort of trust is chrissy Teigen, just because her cookbooks i use actually pretty regularly oh, really? in my yeah do I have no I don't have Chrissy behind me right now on my shelf but like I I do love a Chrissy Teigen cookbook my suspicion with Chrissy is that she's skinny and so like I mean there are... she's not a subject matter expert like <laughs> there are ways of keeping yourself really skinny and eating a lot in Hollywood <laughs> we don't need to get into them but like we know we know these things yeah, um this is true sadly the the books are definitely much more well thought out though as someone who has like a few celebrity cookbooks of various yeah. pedigrees like hers are definitely on the higher end of that scale um Hmm. The Olivia Jason situation just seems oh, really yeah. dark to me, though. Like the Ugh. text messages they publish from the nanny the seem really dark. Yeah, like He's I getting kicked out. Yeah, I and him. Oh my god, we didn't even talk about like the the actual like darkest part of all of it. Him like getting underneath the car <gasps> oh to god, try to prevent yeah. her from leaving. The, a lot of people online were being like damn he's down bad like all this stuff that seems like kind of a, a not abusive but like man, manipulative. really manipulative yeah. like, yes really manipulative and like he has and i'm gonna smack him allegedly on this because i don't want people getting litigious with me mm-hmm. he has a, allegedly a really bad reputation in hollywood yeah i was gonna say that i've so, also heard that so like not from an accredited source but i believe that he's definitely like these like outsized reactions and like the texting the nanny like as wackily as he did like that does not speak to me like a very like sound rational person okay so my question whenever stuff like this comes out and even with like all the don't worry darling stuff like how much of this do you think is true i think almost all of it is true in this instance really yeah because the text messages are just too like two like you can't really fake stuff like that like i'm sure the daily mail has mm. vetted the sources yeah, pretty thoroughly true. like the daily mail's it's not like being published like in the national Enquirer. like the daily mail is like a real newspaper for as like kind of shitty as it is um yeah it's where i get all my gossip from oh yeah no i mean yeah. their u.s showbiz section is like 
favorited on my desktop. Oh my um, god, I, I read it on Snapchat. Yeah, <laughs> no, I, like they've really. The only reason I saw you Snapchat. <laughs> it's it's a really um they are like the paper of record for a lot of because I find TMZ unreadable and the Daily Mail U.S. Showbiz is like refreshingly a little less editorialized than mm-hmm. like TMZ well, some... like TMZ is kind of hard to read. I was reading this one though on Daily Mail and I felt like sentences were repeating itself a lot. Well, that's so guess, yeah. That's just like their style because like that always happens. Where I'm like this article is saying the same thing over and over, but disturbing. I agree. I'm yeah. upset for that. It, honestly though, I don't know why, but like it made me like Olivia less. Like I don't think Jason was doing anything right, but like no, no Jason one looks good in this situation. <laughs> and like I, even the nanny, I'm not like. This obviously is like a for a money reasons or like if it not explicitly money. for the money, I think it's potentially, and this is me putting my tinfoil hat on, Jason trying to control the narrative a little bit more in a more mm. subversive kind of way. Oh, you but think I think I think he may have put the nanny up to this because the slant of the piece. Hmm. even with all like the craziness is pro jason yeah that's true i mean like, it made me like her less and it didn't really make me like him more but it didn't make me like him less i've yeah. always been out of like taking away the don't worry darling of it aside i have always been pro olivia within that split just because like i feel like jason's not nice yeah, I've, allegedly I've um but like she bad. she's now lied about timeline stuff and just yeah. like interactions with other people twice in a three month span. And that's not really good for your like credibility. Yeah, she just seems kind of like all over the place. Yeah. Like I don't think she's like straight up lying. I think she's like trying to please everyone or something. Like with all that like Shia LaBeouf shit where she released that video and was like, I don't know, acting like she was like trying to def- like protect Florence Pugh, but then was like, trying to get Shia back like it was just all kind of messy so I feel like she just isn't realizing how I mean it's kind of ridiculous that it is bigger than her because like this is her life and like yeah nobody else should be involved but here we are and yeah I don't know I just send this like girl get it together um, I, I I will say this mm-hmm. I might hold the key to busting open some of the timeline discrepancies here. Okay. Because Olivia's version of the narrative is that she and Jason broke up in early 2020. Yeah. Which these texts would seem it's weird. to contradict. Yes. However, I live in the same neighborhood. When I lived in LA, I lived in the same neighborhood as Jason and Olivia. No, you didn't. And on Valentine's Day 2020, I saw Olivia Wilde at Alimento, a restaurant in Silver Lake, getting drinks at the bar with an unnamed female friend while I was on my Valentine's Day dinner with my now ex-boyfriend. Juicy. So she wasn't with him. That's all we know. No, she wasn't with him on Valentine's Day in February 2020. Oh my god, that was right before everything went to shit also. Uh-huh. <laughs> but right before pandemic like, and right before everything days. started yeah. going. Yeah. Wow. So this is all very... Well, 
well, then I'm not available that. for comment, but like, <laughs> that's all. That's what I'm just saying about that. So I want some photo evidence. That's interesting. I yeah, I don't know. I also was confused. Is he in London for so? Yeah. Okay. So and he like lives there full time now. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's probably for the best. Yeah, I think they either sold the Silver Lake house or she just like fully kept it. Because they weren't ever actually married. Yeah, there's no divorce. Yeah. Having kids together, though, is binding in a different way. Yeah, and they're, like, kids who are old enough to be on the internet, too. Like, I think they're, like, 11 and 9 or something. like Something like that, yeah. It's really sad. Yeah, very sad situation. Um, Okay, moving on to what's hopefully a less sad situation. (laughs) The last scenario. uh, It's Halloween. It's fall. Uh, decorative gourds. Are you ringing the alarm? <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna ring the alarm. Okay. So you're, are you pro or anti? I'm pro. I, when I was a kid, I used to think they were disgusting and weird, but now I like them. Yeah. I'm here. <laughs> I'm definitely more of a mini pumpkin person than I am like an, like an ugly yeah. squash kind of person. But like, I do also have like a, you can see I have a kabocha oh, yeah. squash on my shelf right now i like should probably be eating but i um i feel like i'd never want to spend my money on them you know but like if they're for free i would totally take the most heinous like warty one yeah um i actually don't have anything right now and it's like we're like almost 10 days out from halloween um but no i think they're funny i do like to carve pumpkins yeah um and it's just not really practical in my life right now so we'll see if that happens but now i feel like i should go pick up some gourds (laughs) that i had some gourds in my house and they for the first time ever i always have pumpkins in the house for halloween they went bad yeah and that's never happened to me before no i've had well i've had pumpkins go bad but after i carved them so that kind of makes sense that makes sense but those little gourds sometimes i've had them for like six weeks this year 10 days and gone that's actually did you get them from trader joe's yeah yeah they're i love tj's (laughs) but their produce is total shit which includes their record of gourds i guess i think this weekend we're going to a pumpkin patch together (laughs) so like this weekend that may be have that, that may have to be my uh Ooh, I'm gonna definitely My pick score. up a board. I yeah. hope they have a thing where you can guess how much the pumpkin weighs. Did you ever do that when you were little? Yeah, I'm trying to. I think this place does actually have that too. I and this is not a. This is not interesting to anyone because like no one's coming with us on this. Like <laughs> no. please don't follow us to this pumpkin patch. This place only has pumpkins this time of year. Like it is nominally an apple orchard. There will be no apples. Wait, really? No, not a one. I was under but, the impression that we were apple picking. Well, I, unnamed mutual friend who organized mm-hmm. the trip did not learn their lesson from last year when we I went see. at almost this exact same time and there were only ground Pumpkins. apples. Oh, well, ground? There were, oh, there so were, you like picked them up from the ground? Yeah. They're the refuse gotcha. from what has fallen off the tree. And most of I them guess. are not good. Yeah, but. that's not shocking. I guess if they're from the ground or on the ground, you could like some they're gonna be so bruised, but I feel like you could use it in a pie or something. Yeah, that's what I, I made um apple cake and that was fine mm-hmm. with them. But like I also I had to buy a supplemental bag of like pre-picked apples, which is kind of not uh, the point of going no. to an orchard, but like 
I wouldn't have had enough to make anything if I had. Yeah, this is like the one time that having long arms benefits me. <laughs> I can like reach the highest apple of the tallest tree, but I guess not. I, mean, I was I get some pumpkins fully on shoulders and did not had no. <sighs> it's kind of sad. But you can get pumpkins though. That's all. Well, that's all to say you, you can get pumpkins. Yeah, thank you for managing my expectations because I was definitely. I had some visions in mind that now I know won't happen. <laughs> I'm sorry if I'm being like wet blankety about fall because no one likes a party pooper. But like, I do believe, I don't think it's, I don't think it's fair <laughs> to cross state lines and not have a clear expectation of what. Wait, are we leaving Illinois? Yeah. Drew, clearly I haven't read any of the details of this excursion. Is it Wisconsin? I'm not gonna say what state. I don't want people I don't want people <laughs> yeah, I don't following want people me. To stalk us. Yeah. I hmm. this is I mean interesting. I guess there's very stalkers, few options. But... Yeah. Yeah, I have a lot of fans. So. I mean, people know this is a Chicago-based podcast, so you can kind of guess where we might be going, <laughs> but don't don't think too hard. Yeah. Um, I guess don't... I'll just be surprised. I'm just going to get in the car and see where Sarah yeah. takes me. <laughs> like, where you like, have a full blindfold on, you're like, woo! Like... YOLO. Um, okay, well, that'll be cute in fall anyway. <laughs> I think it's supposed to be nice out. Yeah, it's gonna be sixty something this weekend. Okay, oh. now that we've entered weather talk, I think we must move <laughs> on to our next segment. Yeah, so, you're right. You're right. Audrey, um, we are gonna get to this episode's cultural emergency. <laughs> what yeah. are you rushing to the ER today? Okay, it's not exactly an emergency, but you should know that I'm a big Ryan Gosling fan. Um, okay, and it stems from. <laughs> May of 20... Well, I've always been a big fan, obviously. How can you not? Um, But in May of 2020, I've been living in my apartment alone for like two months. Um, I was super bored. I was like smoking weed and watching movies every day. It was actually like a great time. Um, (laughs) But I like accidentally or incidentally really watched three Ryan Gosling movies in a row. And I was just like, kept thinking like, wow, he's so good at what he does. Mm -hmm. And then I was like, I think I'm going to watch every movie he's ever been in. And I've watched like 19 out of 23 or something. Wow. Yeah. Wait. fact about me. Okay. People are always like, oh, it's because he's hot. And I'm like, yes, but no, he's actually like a really talented actor. But you can be both. It's actually like preferable to be both. It is definitely preferable to be both. Um, Because then it's like, oh, it's not just because he's hot because he's actually good at what he does too yeah and he is great at what he does like he really is and he's very hot too like we talked on he is he's like six months ago maybe about the barbie set photos where he looks it looks so fun and good and i have no reason to doubt greta gerwig but like all the Mm -hmm. photos of Mm -hmm. him looking like um like a European like gay porn yes. actor yes. like that those like were shocking yeah I think I'll be honest I'm very excited to see him in that I think um Glenn Powell should have been cast in that because he's literally a life-size Ken doll yes I I, I can get behind that um he's just I like a himbo really and like he would just be so goofy in it but Ryan Gosling can also be incredibly goofy so it's gonna be great and he's great at being goofy like he's such a good comedian like i crazy stupid love 
Oh yeah, no, a perfect SNL host like always yes. throws himself in the stuff, and then like <laughs> in movies too. Like I, Crazy Stupid Love is just one of those movies you get you catch snippets of all the time because it's like one of the few modern movies that really like lends itself well to like cable I feel like yeah um and he's the best part of it oh my god he totally is that also is when Steve Carell was kind of like coming out of the like his phase where he was like I'm dumbing Michael Scott I want to make movies which I think was a great career move on his part um I remember I was really sad when that happened but he was great too um and actually I so I kind of like kept a blog while I was doing this little project of mine and I like kept noticing he has a lot of overlap with other actors and actresses and he was in the big short with um Steve Carell also yeah and like so different yeah like literally those well I mean they're both kind of funny but like night and day they also have different hair colors in that in the opposing movies yeah like they're definitely um both of them that's like it's interesting that you compare the two because they're both like I think fundamentally comedic actors who can do mm-hmm. the drama thing like yeah. you you watch all of those old videos of Ryan Gosling doing like you know viral the dance competitions when he's a little kid or like yeah. Mickey Mouse Club mm-hmm. like he is like a he has like a, a child star performer yes. vibe um but because he's not like I feel like he can just drop in a little bit more to the drama stuff and do the brooding do like the sensitive macho man Mm -hmm. kind of stuff or like the sad sensitive boy like it's agreed I don't think Steve Carell's well I mean he's a little older too but like I don't think Steve Carell's quite as adept as at navigating that yeah roots are too much in comedy whereas like I feel like Ryan Gosling was a, like a Mickey Mouse Clubhouse kid, so he's like a performer at heart, but it, it's not so much like everything has to be comedy. Um, like, I think he, I don't know, I think of him and I think like serious actor. And I do think that about Steve Carell too, but like, it's so hard not to think about Michael Scott when you see him. Yeah. And um, <laughs> I don't know this, but when, uh, did you ever see The Lovely Bones? Yes, I did. Okay, so you might know what I'm about to say, but Ryan Gosling was supposed to be Mr. Salmon or whatever, like the dad. And he he literally was like, okay, I'm going to be a dad. I must get a dad bod because, like, I'm a serious actor. I look like my character. And he gained, like, 40 pounds. And there is, like, a time, like, whenever that movie came out. So then he shows up to set and is, like, has a dad bod. is a little chubby. And whoever directed that was, like, absolutely not. And he was like, I'm trying to look like a dad. Anyway, so then, like, he got replaced by Mark Wahlberg because of creative differences <sighs> with the director. And the creative differences were literally that he was too fat to play Mr. Mr. Salmon. Yeah. But I was like, Mark Wahlberg looked way too young to have a teenage daughter in that movie. Exactly. I was like, Ryan was right. Ryan, at the time, the, the Lovely Bones came out in 2008. Yeah. Ryan Gosling would have been 28 years old and playing Sir Sharonin's dad. Like he's not saying that anyone has to gain weight or whatever, but like that casting wouldn't have worked if he hadn't like dadded himself up a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And like there are pictures, (laughs) I'm trying to find them right now, but like he just looks so different. Um, 
and yeah it's pretty funny well he but anyway also- he takes it seriously this also happened right around the same time that he did um Lars and the Real Girl too, which is a great I movie if people have not seen it. Like oh and God. he's kind of giving a little like yes. Midwestern dad bod. Like um, simple man. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I gotta send you. But I just re- Google searched Brian Gosling chubby. <laughs> <laughs> That's how I like I feel like this is gonna get me put on a list. Oh, he I looks know. so good. Oh my god. Good. Yeah, he looks like um, like the hottest guy you'd find at like a bar around here. Around here, <laughs> that is so not true. No, but like I think like he like okay, say this. Well, generally speaking, Ryan Gosling would be like the hottest person in Chicago. No, one hundred percent. But I like him like a little like roughed up. up. Yeah, yeah, I like I like that. I like I, if I went to like Renali's to watch a Badgers yeah. game. Oh, and I saw it? him across the bar. I'd be like, "Yoo-hoo!" <laughs> like I'd be like, I, <laughs> my peepers like pull like, oh my God. <laughs> like gross. Oh, 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 oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, he's a cutie. Did you ever see Half Nelson? No, I actually haven't. Which is so he's my like a relation- cute roughed up version of that. That was his first Oscar nom too, right? Yes, yes, yes it was. I. My relationship with Ryan Gosling's movies is a little less completionist than yours. Yeah, that's okay. Um, I think I'm one of few that have this l- level. <laughs> I've seen, I, I would say I've seen like, pro- I'm looking at his Wikipedia right now. I've seen maybe half of these. Everything from like. Well, yeah, I've wait, what, uh, what have you seen? I've seen The Notebook. Obviously. I have seen Lars and the Real Girl, yep. Blue Valentine. Crazy oh, Stupid Love, The Drive, or the, not The Drive, Drive. <laughs> I went as Ryan Gosling and yes. Halloween last year. Are you going to do it again this year? Well, I don't want to repeat myself. And also, that yeah. was such a half-assed costume to begin with. Like, with yeah. love, like, friend of the pod, John Boone, got me that jacket as, like, a going-away present when I left gift. L.A. Yeah, it was. Um, and it it was a perfect Halloween costume, but I definitely cannot it do was. it again. Did you carry around a hammer? No, I just put on the jacket. Like, like I said, uh, like this was a really yeah, half-assed. That is a little half-assed. If you're gonna half-ass it, I feel like a prop is necessary. Yeah, but like, I don't know if I, I feel like walking around with a hammer. Yeah, does not strike one. ease into people. You know, like no, that's that's um, not. especially on not, Halloween. Not that I would be using a hammer on anyone. Obviously not. Yeah, you're a lover, not a fighter. I'm a lover, not a fighter, and definitely not like a. Uh, a, a killer um, yeah <laughs> but the the hammer is not like it's tapped out like a solo cup in one hand and a hammer in the other <laughs> like yeah. that's not the most talk about double fisting yeah talk, talk about <laughs> double fisting um the what else have i seen here okay i've seen ides of march place beyond the pines only god oh, forgives God. big short that one sucked. Oh, have you seen I the nice guys, guys? You liked Only God Forgives. I didn't oh my God, love it, bro. but I thought it was really interesting. I really like that guy's work. Like Drive is yeah. great. Yeah, Drive is amazing. And I really like the Neon Demon too, which a lot of people fucking I've never hate. seen that. Oh, it's mm. like it's, I don't I know. I feel like I would good. hate it then. <laughs> um, is it by Nicholas Reffin? Yes, it is. Um, it's about the modeling industry in LA. 
which oh. is like kind of jank on the that that is like a fundamental the misunderstanding of modeling in the first place because like if you're modeling oh. in LA like you've already lost the plot but yeah yeah it's Elle Fanning Jenna Malone um Keanu Reeves pre like you know current renaissance period that he's yeah. having mm-hmm. um it's great I, I cannot cannot recommend it enough it's stupid it's bad it's fantastic okay. I, I love it um right. very silly 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 i'll give it um, a go la la land which obviously let's talk about that i guess but my favorite oh. my favorite ryan gosling movie is blade runner 2049 which i think is like a masterpiece on par with like so Mad good. max fury road yeah. okay so we can talk about la la land i will say like a lot of these movies i thought i would not like but yeah. I made a project for myself because it was 2020 and I had nothing else to do. Um, and oh my God, I loved Blade Runner 2049. Like I yeah. just thought, I've never even seen the original. So I was a little lost in the beginning because I also, <laughs> I also before watching it. So I was just like very confused for the first 30 minutes. Yeah. Um, but oh my God, it's incredible. incredible. I need to rewatch it. Incredible. I really I want to read it. So I saw it in full IMAX. Really? Oh. Um, and I I mean, it's it's awesome. And also, like, the casting in that movie is so good, too. Like, yes. you, Ryan Gosling is perfect in that role. Harrison Ford, I mean, he was in the original, but he's so yes. good. And then they got um, Ana de Armas in her first big English language role. Yeah, and she's she so good. good. She yeah. Because she plays, like, the same character but many characters at the same time yeah because like she's customizable or whatever no i read that that was that movie was essentially her audition for blonde which i still have not seen because but like she apparently is doing a very similar oh interesting but once again i have not seen it yet so i cannot me neither it's on netflix isn't it yeah it seems i mean it's like two and and a half hours and it seems grueling yeah, I know. Also, like, I'm for it, but don't we have enough movies about Marilyn Monroe? And this one is, um, I and, mean, like, Anna Thomas looks nothing like her. Like Michelle she, Williams, she does. Looks like her. She, oh, I think she looks more like Marilyn than Michelle Williams does in the really? actual, like, the clips I've seen. It's like, I'm. She does. I yeah. yeah. The clips it does look. But the clips like, also are like harrowing. Makeup. Yeah. Like I don't know. Like. I mean, I can't. I don't want to judge a movie be- without having seen it. Um, and like, oh, I the, will. <laughs> I've been told the clip is like that's going around is like out of context. But I don't really. I get nervous when a movie does a like POV abortion scene. Like that is like that's a Ooh. that's a creative choice that I don't think you should make. Um, Interesting. And uh, it, the emotional like tenor of the whole movie is apparently that the entire time for two and a half hours so like that's why i'm like i need to be mm. mentally clear mm. as a bell to be okay to watch this i'll also be honest i feel like that's the type of movie that should have come out in theaters like it's two and a half hours long and it's about like one of the biggest stars well i'm like, sure i love that it's going straight to streaming i'm sure that netflix you know picked up the idea sight unseen because it's and honestly, I don't think they read the book. Like, I've read the Joyce Carol Oates book that, like, Blonde is based off of. Oh. And it's gnarly. It's really gnarly. Um, 
What if I read and, by James Cameron? And apparently this is a pretty faithful adaptation. Um, and uh, if it's as faithful as the book is, it, like, I, I, I just, it seems like a tough proposition. Like, it got an NC-17 rating in theaters. Or, I mean, in well, that was the theatrical rating, but that, like, it's being yeah. billed as an NC-17 on Netflix, too. Oh, my God. Yeah. Wait, who plays Arthur Miller? Uh, Adrian Brody. Yeah, that's perfect. Good casting. Oh, and Bobby Cannavale yeah. is Joe DiMaggio. Um, okay. And the movie's well cast, and, like, Ana de Armas I is like apparently that. the best part of it. Okay, I'm excited. I mean, I think she's, like, really good. Yeah. I think she's super talented. Um, my only thing, too, is that, like, Thomas is, like, tiny and, like, to me seems thin. And Marilyn Monroe is also supposed to be, like, tiny but curvy. She and has a body like, type that no one will ever be able to replicate. Yeah. Like, we saw Kim, our, like, most she's transformational celebrity, and she just couldn't yeah. do it. Yeah, that's so but, true. Back to the point. task at hand, though. Ryan Gosling has like has chemistry with literally every woman like he's so good at like adapting his acting to other people yeah he does he He just gets women yeah he does I um I love I actually love when there's like those duos in Hollywood that are like platonic chemistry like him and Emma Stone are just so like amazing together and it's the same as like Bradley Cooper and Jennifer Lawrence like they're just like good at their jobs together and they make each other better and like I don't think there's ever like a will they won't they stuff because it's just like no they just like have chemistry but it's nothing more in my opinion infamously he and Rachel McAdams hated each other filming the notebook and that movie really only works because they have such good on-screen chemistry Mm mm-hmm yeah, he actually looks kind of scruffy in that movie too, in mm-hmm. parts. And then he's, he's so, so young in others when he's like really like shaved and yeah. like because he probably was like twenty five or twenty. When he filmed the Notebook, he was twenty four. Well, at the time of filming, oh, four, he was twenty two. <laughs> wow, crazy! Does that make you ever think like, what the fuck am I doing with my life? Oh, he got nominated <laughs> for Half Nelson when he was twenty six. Like we've already zoomed past damn <sighs> now he's 42 uh yes he's 40 41 his birthday's okay. in a few weeks um <gasps> we'll have to celebrate <laughs> yeah we will we'll have the, a big a big parade for him like Brian. i mean this is a pretty diverse him. filmography he's even directed yeah. i have not seen that movie though i kind of want to see it but i don't think it's it doesn't have amazing reviews. He but even all- Mendes is in it. Like he directs his wife. Yeah. He's and I like, mean, okay. and he's worked with her twice. Place Beyond the Pines. Which she's pretty good at. I like Eva yeah. Mendez. Eva Mendez is um I love also her. like another comedic actor who yes. does not get enough credit for being very like in Hitch, awesome. And <gasps> That's the other movie. guys, she's so good in it. The like, other guys. Wait. There's the nice guys, which is oh, the Ryan Gosling one. And then the other guys, which is the Will Ferrell, Mark Wahlberg. Yes, movie, that's right. Which okay. is I never saw that, but I've seen like it's so it. funny. And Eva Mendez is like she plays Will Ferrell's wife in it. Um <laughs> delightful. Love, she's great. love that they could be a couple in some. Well, the whole <laughs> like it's such a joke throughout the whole movie that she's like married to Will Ferrell, but 
I love, I really, I really enjoy their love a lot too. I mean, they've been together for yeah, they're like, I don't think over they're married either. They're not um, married. But they had two kids together also. And she retired from strong. acting, essentially, to, like, take care of the kids. Well, Though she's okay. coming back now. Good. I don't know if you remember this, but, at La- like, when he won, he won the Oscar for La La Land. Or maybe it was a Golden Globe. I just remember mm. watching him give a speech. And he was like, I owe all my success to you because yeah. her brother got I don't know what kind of cancer but like her brother was really sick and so she needed to like be taking care of him yeah and then they also have two kids and he was just like in his speech he was like you're an incredible woman I'm so lucky like to have you in my life this goes to you Mwah. Mwah. I don't love it brother actually I hope I, he's okay the one thing I don't love is that um their children's names Oh, the younger child's Esmeralda. first name. Well, as it's a nice. It means emerald in Spanish. It's a nice name. That's Not cute. something I would pick for my kid, but it's. And it cute. makes me think of the Hunchback in Notre Dame. Yeah, like you can, yeah, there's always going to be that like association, and I don't like that they named the second daughter the first daughter's middle name. Yes, that's a little weird to me. I'm trying to find it. Amada. Yeah. Which is a beautiful name. That's a cute like, name. Yeah, what's it, with the overlap? I know. I'm like, but I, I don't, don't know why that bugs me. Like, no, it I like. Me if I shared a name with my sister. I mean, I guess I already do, but it's our last name. Yeah. Like, different. Yeah. I, I just, it seems, I don't know. I, I actually don't know why it bugs me so much. I just like come up with a new one. Like you have. Like, let's, they're creative people. It is really work nice in a creative name. industry. They can come up with a another name. Yeah, that's a good point. I um, hope he wins an Oscar at some point. I'm looking at his upcoming yeah, projects. Yeah, I don't think he's ever done one, right? Um, no, he's gotten nominated. Yes. Twice. Definitely for Half Nelson. For and Half was Nelson La La Land. and for La La Land. So, Wait, La so La then La why Land, was he giving a speech? He won a Golden Globe. Oh, that's what it is. Okay. For So... La La Land is an interesting case because I think he I think he and Emma Stone are very very good in it the movie itself I don't love really I love it I think it's tough to be good as like a production yeah like it'd be really good on Broadway The, the set so yeah the set dressing is really nice I think the crucial and the story is like kind of dumb the story would not seem out of place on Broadway proper like I think the optics of a white guy being like this is what jazz is is yeah. a little weird yeah my big issue with the movie is like if you're gonna make a movie musical the songs have to be good and I don't think the songs are good yeah I really like me and Sebastian's theme um but mm-hmm. that's really it for me yeah, yeah. I, think- I mean they don't sing that much in it either Really? And the singing's not like I get that it's supposed to be this kind of like naturalistic mm-hmm. music. Like there, yeah. it's supposed to be like a like a diegetic musical almost. But like if you're gonna do these big heavy production value songs, like Another Day in LA, yeah. and then have the yeah. music being so ho hum, like it creates this disconnect between like reality and fantasy that I think is probably like the point is sort of the point yeah, of what he's trying to get at that movie is that half of it like kind of isn't real 
but like it also doesn't i don't know the tone the tone of it doesn't quite work well so i'm actually curious you were probably living no we were seniors in college when it came yeah out. we were seniors. i, I moved, LA, yeah. no i moved well i had interned but like i moved to la six months after la la land came out okay and have yeah. you seen it before you're living there yeah okay but how do you how does it compare i guess like the movie is more about the industry and less about like the city i mean it's a pretty it's obviously a very like stylized look at the industry it's not real and like i would not necessarily i would not move to la to pursue jazz like that's like you would be better served going to chicago or new york for that so like it's a very idealized world that doesn't really bear a ton of resemblance to like actual LA I did think mm-hmm. the way that this they shoot the movie as not this like love letter to LA but like they it's like a very beautifully shot movie that like captures a lot of yeah. the essence of LA without so. really like yeah it makes There's it seem very location pretty. stuff except for yeah. the um a place called with the Griffith stars. Observatory. Yeah, that's the best yeah. part of the movie. That was cute. Yeah. Well, I like because it's kind of like the movie's two parts. Like that, it there's the like the end at the observatory. Yeah. But then, like, I feel like the second half is like the epilogue after the happily ever after. Yeah. And like all the shit hits the fan, and then spoiler alert, they don't end up together. I always thought that was sad. It is. It is sad, but it's also like realistic it's realistic yeah i mean and like i think the movie doesn't work as well as it does if ryan gosling and emma stone aren't in it like the original cast for that movie crazily enough was supposed to be miles teller and emma watson that movie would have sucked i remember reading about that i don't think it would have been great i i just can't picture miles teller and emma watson having chemistry no no they're both like incredibly hot people beautiful people also, that Miles Teller just got hot, in my opinion. Yeah, he's definitely having a big moment right now with the Top Gun of it all. With the most, he's at least talented, though. I can see oh, him. Totally. Like, Emma Watson is not good at acting. Really? I mean, Do you I've really so? only seen her in Harry I Potter. Feel like I've I've only seen her in Harry Potter. She's and fine at, at Harry Perks Potter. Being a wallflower. Oh, I think she's um, terrible on that. Have you seen Bling Ring? Just... She's good in Bling Ring. Oh my God! Okay. I've seen parts of Bling Ring because this is crazy. Um, Katie Chang, who's in that movie. Yes. Was, we went to high school together. Yeah. And we sat next to each other in French class. And she left for like three months junior year to go film the Bling Ring. It was like so casual. No, that is so funny. Like, Like, I was just like in a normal suburb. Like nobody was like pursuing careers. And like, she just like left and we were like, where's Katie? And then I remember she came back and we spent the whole class period. Like our teacher was like, tell us about the bling ring. Tell us about Sofia Coppola. Tell us about Emma Watson. We need to know everything. Yeah. So it's been on my so list for funny. like literally 10 years. Um, yeah. Apparently the movie had a lot of Oscar buzz and then never. So it didn't, didn't get Oscar much. buzz and, or it did get Oscar buzz and didn't but get like, any nominations. Right. And I'm going to shout out another podcast that um, friend of the pod, George Severus, just went on pretty recently called This Had Oscar Buzz, in which uh, the mm-hmm. two co-hosts and a guest cover movies that got buzzed and get nominated. They just did a fantastic that. episode about the bling ring that like, I cannot recommend enough. Oh my but, God, like, okay. The movie, so good. One, I, I think honestly, a way better like LA 
movie oh, and La okay. La Land is. Um, and the soundtrack, like we both have very similar musical tastes. Two One Two, yeah, Two One Two is like the iconic song from it. But yeah. like, it opens with like sleigh bell songs. Like every every band we really like from like two thousand eight yeah. to two thousand twelve has a song on the soundtrack Amazing. it's fantastic that's um, um i just think i think sofia coppola has good music taste yeah Mary she does Platt has a banger playlist yeah it's oh. so good and like i mean like even the virgin suicide soundtrack with air it's good i mean she's married yeah. to the guy from phoenix so like it all really? like yeah they've been married for like 20 know. years oh my god that's interesting yeah Wait, and isn't um oh shit who is it someone's married to Oh, I can't remember. I want to say Kirsten Dunst is married to like some band dude too. So she dated the guy from The Strokes. One of the guys, not not Julian Casablanca. She dated Albert a guy Hammond from The Strokes. Albert Hammond Jr.? Not him either. Um, <laughs> Hold on. Fabrizio Moretti. She dated Fabrizio oh, wow. Moretti for a long time. And he also dated, I mean, he, he had like, not to use this phrase, but like quite the body count and like the late mid late 2000s like he dated rachel mcadams at one point he dated Kristen wig at one point like he's like dated a lot of people a lot of types um but now Kristen dunce is married to jesse plemons Plemons. yeah okay i do remember that but then who am i thinking of there's someone that surprised married to like the front man of some random band rashida jones is married to ezra koenig now from vampire weekend yeah yeah that might be what I'm thinking of. I remember I was telling my dad recently, like, oh, did you know she's married to so-and-so? And he was like, no way. And maybe it was Rashida Jones. I wonder. She's a musical. I mean, yeah. and Michelle, well, we know Michelle Branch is married to the guy from the Black Keys. Like, that's. Wait, I did not know that. Yeah, that's, Which we don't have to get into that. Uh, Dan? Patrick Carney, Patrick? the other okay. one. Yeah, they just had a whole drama that we won't get into on the podcast. But like. Oh my God. Um, the. <laughs> we I, we just we covered it a few months ago but like it's a, a a little dark too but um the yeah no like dating like a rocker in that era was like cool yeah, but like ryan gosling also like dated he was like a cool person to date back in the day too like he oh dated God. sandra bullock sandra was bullock. 10 years older than him at the time that's a hot couple too i know oh, um she's and he then dated rachel mcadams and hated her but then loved her yeah and then he dated oh yeah and then he went from that into Eva Mendez oh so it's been like he doesn't have a crazy track record no but those are three wild people to go from like... I mean like big names yeah I feel and... like there's someone else we're forgetting like when he was younger yeah I, I wonder I'm sure like Ryan Gosling dating history <laughs> it's know, so that now it. it put it pulled up i didn't even google this ryan gosling chubby is what pulled up for me <laughs> um oh he dated blake lively oh christina Hendricks. no he wasn't oh. he didn't date christina Hendricks. he dated kat dennings and famke jansen interesting kat dennings the is most serious one. ones were probably sandra yeah uh, rachel and eva and he was like young when he dated sandra like young yeah because so i actually i watched the movie that they were in together which is how i presume they met murder by numbers yeah it's terrible it's like comically bad but like apparently it's based on a true story which is disturbing because it's like these two young men who make a pact to like kill everyone or something 
Um, I'm I cannot remember any of the Ooh. details clearly. It's just like terrible. There's really bad CGI. Um, she does of, her best. They both do their best. It's just like shitty writing. She's always know. good in like bad movies. Um, yeah. Oh wait, ooh, this has Michael Pitt in it. I like Michael Pitt. I, I may have to is. check this out. You should Michael, watch it. Michael Pitt's one of those guys who's just been in like a bunch of stuff. Like he was on Boardwalk Empire for a while. Mm. And my favorite thing of his is Hannibal, the TV show Hannibal. Oh. Um, he's, oh, Michael Pitt. Yeah. Oh, he was the, um, I'm pretty sure he was the other kid in this. Like, kid. Yeah, he is the other kid. Yeah, he's the other yeah. kid. Um, and he's in the remake of Funny Games. Hmm. with like Naomi Watts and Tim Roth Funny it's games. good oh great scary 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 horror movie for Ooh, the season I like how spooky this episode is I know we've really um <laughs> keeps coming back to the spirit show. of Halloween is living living in this um okay. I do think we have to move on to our final segment actually. yeah let's do it so we're gonna play tear the community apart okay the rules are simple I've picked two songs, and you're going to tell me which one is better. Ooh, okay. So, is it from my playlist? It's not, actually. Um, um, this is... So, peek behind how the sausage is made. We were supposed yeah. to record this last night with fellow UC3P legend Charlie Lowe, who will be on an episode that's dropping later this week. Fun surprise, you guys are getting two Crisis Brink episodes this week. Um, I originally had this pair set for both of you yeah and i'm gonna keep it because okay. i think this is a really good one and sometimes i get really like enamored with my own cleverness and that is a problem <laughs> that i will work through for the that. rest of my life oh i, no, I one could argue that like 85 episodes into this is like a byproduct of me leaning in too much um <laughs> but the this i thought was a really good pairing these okay. songs came out in 2005 Okay. They were both featured on the hit ABC nighttime soap opera Grey's Anatomy. Oh, two songs that are oh, I think defining soft rock songs of the of the era. Classic karaoke jams and songs that will make you cry mm -hmm. in the middle of a Dunkin' Donuts, as I have on multiple occasions too. Especially <laughs> one of these songs in particular. Oh, that I, I will think not I know what one of them's gonna be. Which song is better? Chasing Cars by Snow Patrol. Yes, I knew it. Or How to Save a Life by The Fray. Oh, shit. Uh, I'm going to go with Chasing Cars. Okay. I remember, I remember loving How to Save a Life when I was in like fifth grade. Yeah. And being like, oh my God, my life's so hard. Mm -mm. I did have both on my iPod. Oh yeah, I still so, do. Great I think songs. that's important to know. Do you still have your iPod? Oh, no, that's why I call my phone. <laughs> I know, I do too. Whenever I'm like listening to Spotify, I'm like... Oh, I've had my iPod on shelf. I literally said the other day, oh, hold on, someone's calling me on my iPod. <laughs> Which is, like, not... <sighs> um, um, Yeah, it's definitely Snow Patrol. Yeah. But respect Frey, for sure. Yeah. And Frey had a lot more hits. But if yeah, we're just talking I, I songs... I feel like I can only name... Oh, the, I, I can name three. How uh, to Save a Life, Over My Head, parentheses, mm -hmm. Cable Car. Mm -hmm. And um, You Found Me, I think it's called. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Lost and yeah. Yeah, those are good karaoke. Songs, Mormons actually. make um they they're making good music. Um, Wait, they're Mormon? Oh yeah. It doesn't Dude, sound like so they're Mormon to you. Them. 
Yeah, I mean, I it makes sense. But they're the that they were like one of two big Mormon bands of that period. The other being the Killers, and the Killer they couldn't have made more okay. different music. That is interesting. I knew the Killers were like Utah. I think they're, they're actually Vegas. Mormon. Like Brendan oh. Flowers is like Vegas Mormon, which is like a crazy combo. Very unique. Yeah, I've seen them before they're fun they're great and i mean their yeah. recent stuff is actually good i cannot i've yeah. only really listened to like peak era fray music i cannot speak no to i'm not exploring that any further yeah in snow patrol i've only really heard chasing cars one other song that my dad really likes and then that i can't remember the name of and then um that song that he has the guy from snow patrol is on red Hmm. Oh, really? Yeah, because his name is Gary Lightbody, which is like a fucking insane name. Oh my god! I'm a person. What song? I'm looking to see right now what song he's on because it's not one of the better ones. Oh, he was really cute, actually. Yeah, he is cute, but like, I mean, he's very old looking now. Yeah, sorry to everybody who's listening. They were like in the in their thirties, I think, when they got big, and that was like over 15 years like 15 ago years ago, yeah. yeah hold on i'm looking up to see the song because like yeah i'm kind of curious i can the red is like my favorite taylor album and this is my like big issue i can just never remember song titles or lyrics like it's not a i'm the same way he is on the song the last time i don't even know that one it's not I'll one be- of the better ones on red i'll be honest i don't confess this much but i'm not really a taylor swift fan well, don't say um, that now. <laughs> this is not the week. <laughs> this is not the week to say that. Um, Wait, what happened? Midnight's is coming out on Friday. Oh, that's right. I want to. Li- I'm gonna listen to it. Oh like, yeah. I, I fully support her. I just like the music has never spoken to me. That's interesting because I. I know. I feel like there's a clear through line from her to like charger before my laptop dies. Oh, all good. We're almost done too. Like I. I feel like there's a really clear through line between like Taylor and like the Phoebe Bridgerses of the world. Like yeah. always. Like all these bands that are in singers that are like so in vogue right now. Yeah, it's like the singer, the female singer-songwriter, I guess. Yeah. I just always say like I'm a huge Casey Musgraves fan. And yeah. I think she's having a similar like transition where like she started very country and it's now going pretty pop slash like experimental I guess yeah um I'm into it I'm into it too like I don't think so I I stand Casey pretty hard Starcross is like not my favorite work of hers just because I think it it, like she's she hasn't figured out like the pop country formula that Taylor figured out so well yeah Um, a lot of the and I think it's also just an issue because like a lot of what was popular especially last year when that album came out was this like early 2000s late 90s like soft rock inspired stuff like Mero does a lot of like music like that like the last Lord album was like Mm -hmm. like Jewel and it all kind of sounds the same I'll be honest yeah it's so funny because I'm not a country music fan at all but I first got into Casey Musgraves when Golden Hour came yeah. out and then when Starcross came out I was like oh I, I like this and then I started listening to same trailer different part and I think it's my favorite album 
which is so weird because I'm like I don't like country actively yeah this is a good album she's just a really good like storyteller which I mean that is like part of the grand tradition of country music like all these especially female country singers from like the 60s onward like they're all so good at storytelling um Mm. So, like, when you de-emphasize the storytelling a little bit and, like, lean into these, like, pop formulas, and I'm not anti-pop, obviously, by any means. Like, no one who listens to this podcast thinks that, but, like, I do think that she's lost a little bit of what makes her music so special on Starcrossed. Yeah. And, like, what Taylor's done is carried over the lyricism, the storytelling, and made it work in, a like, a pop-ish formula. And I'm excited to hear, like, from what I gather, this album's gonna be like Taylor's stab at like a Lana Del Rey album, which is honestly Ooh, right I'm up kind my of alley. Into that. Yeah. yeah, that's like I think I've never. Well, I like Taylor's pop music. Like I, I think 1989 would be my favorite album if I had to pick. It's so um, good. Yeah. Yeah, it's great. Um, and that's like super poppy, but like that's not really the type of music I normally listen. You know, like yeah. my favorite genres not that i guess i don't really have a favorite genre i guess i started that sentence and i was like i don't know no, <laughs> no, this, this uh, before we go i do want to ask because you do have impeccable music taste as i've said <gasps> prior what is your win. do you have like an album recommendation from this year that you want people to check out oh my god uh and can i open my spotify yeah go for I it i feel like i can't think of like um the names and stuff i need to look at what i've been listening to yeah oh okay i actually i have i don't know if it's like this year necessarily mm-hmm. um big fan of the show can you say that one more time sorry really big fan of insecure the show by Easter. oh yeah mm-hmm. and um the playlist for that show is amazing yeah and apparently like solange was like an advisor on it or some shit um I'm forgetting her name. Jasmine Sullivan? Yes. That album. Her new album. Um, Because she did this this song called Insecure and it's like not the theme song but like I don't even know. Either the series is named after that song or the song was like kind of made to support the series. Yeah I think it was it was made to support the series but the her new album from I think oh it might be from 2021 actually but yeah like it's a constant rotation oh it is 2021 it's so good um i love her um that was pitchfork's number one album last year really Mm -hmm. i mean it's so good yeah um i'm trying to think of a 2022 album um let's see oh this isn't an album but this is something i've been obsessively listening to two things i've been obsessively listening to new gold by Gorilla. Oh yeah, the with <laughs> like a so, Paula guy. Yeah, yeah, it's good. Mm-hmm. It's like so like my high school me's dream. Yeah, like I'm just like it's like so kind of like goofy because it's like very like dichotomy whatever. Um, and then Jungle has a new EP. Oh, that's new I haven't EP. heard in a while. I'll have to let check me, that out. Let me actually make sure it's 2020. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's two songs. Um, I was very much my great. like mid college, I guess, like 2015, 2016. Oh my God, you were so ahead. I don't think I heard of Jungle until moving. Well, th- they were a college. hot like signing commodity when I first started working in music, like as an intern, like way, yeah. way back in the day. Um, 
And that's kind of how I got clued onto them because like people were really like, they were like, oh, this is the new hot sound that's going to be taking over the radio. And that didn't happen, but like, it didn't. they're I'm good. okay with that though. I don't need <laughs> to share my things with everyone. <laughs> I, I think arguably a jungle knockoff has gotten to be like very, very popular having watered down their sound to like the point of like adult contemporary music in glass animals so like i don't yeah. think you know i want to like glass animals more than i do i like their old stuff a lot more yeah than I like their new stuff. yeah me too i remember when heat waves came out i was like they're still making music <laughs> yeah and then like it became it's still i think just this week it became the longest running song ever on it's the always, Hot 100. It's always on the... And you know what? I still listen to it all the time. It's on, like, a lot of my playlists. I mean, people... Like, it It just the fits in going. on a lot of playlists. And it's it's number 21 on this week's chart. It's not like it's low. It's like, that's anywhere. still pretty high up. Yeah. Um, it's really good. Uh, okay. Wait, what's, what, wait, before we go, what's your album? Oh, my album? Yeah. Um, I need some bricks. I don't have a... I don't want to... I, I I'm not going to give, like, a top album yet because like i'm pretty sure it's either going to be renaissance or moto mommy by rosalia which like people that's kind of obvious i will recommend to anyone who has not listened to it yet just came out on friday um the new tovlo album dirt femme is un oh my god it's i just heard one of the new songs and i was like this is amazing i don't remember which one it was they're um, all good, but my favorite, my my favorite pop song of the year, and this is not likely to okay. change, is No One Dies From Love, which is song number one on this album. The Ooh. other Tove Lo song on this album that might, might bump that off is called Attention Whore, and it is okay. perfect. I, I've been blasting it on my home speakers. It's like perfect. Interesting. Chanel, Chanel Trez? Channel, Channel Trace, Trace. yeah, <laughs> Chanel. Like this could go many ways. Oh, I can't wait. I think I, I don't know which song it was, but I was like, this is good. They're all um, it's it's very danceable. Like there's kind of an alt country song on it with first aid kit. Like, but it's mostly like pop, like high adrenaline pop music that is like perfect for running, um, dancing. Ooh, but that. like the songwriting is good because like she's a professional songwriter first, and that craft really like comes through it's awesome yeah oh i love her i went through a big phase in college oh yeah and this yeah. i think is her best album to date oh my god and she Wait, has I'm a so strong excited. she has a strong catalog like it's it's a huge level up i think um, yeah, i'm gonna early and go on a run tomorrow morning and listen to it and that'll get me out of bed i cannot recommend that enough um audrey thank you thank you thank you so much for being here oh um god, this was course. a delight we really like covered it all yeah we tore through a lot of topics yeah like <laughs> i told you i could talk about ryan gosling forever oh yeah we did no, uh, we did yeah. we we got through hollywood <laughs> we got through halloween we talked gourds like i mean this was this was a big episode <laughs> yeah. um talk a little bit about uc3p and how people can check that out because it's one of the more mm. interesting podcast networks i think currently work yeah so i got involved in it just from like Harrison wanting to our our graduate program yeah um for those who don't know um wanting to be involved but in something that I didn't really do before like in college I really wanted to be on radio and just never really got into it um and yeah so UCPP has like I think five podcasts right now that are all like 
hosted and produced and edited um, by students at the University of Chicago in the public policy program. Um, and they all range on like a variety of public policy topics. Mm-hmm. So someone does education policy, somebody does kind of like local, the local um, ward politics, not really politics, but like get it's called meet your alderman. So yeah. it's like getting to know um, the people who are kind of responsible for our well-being here and um a few other ones and there's some new ones coming out this year too um so I'm like really excited to see where that goes and I personally not hosting them or on them really um but I just get to oversee it all you're you're the unseen hand I'm the invisible hand the invisible hand hand. (laughs) (laughs) yeah basically and Charlie Charlie does yes. way more than me. And you'll hear from Charlie later this week, and I'm sure he'll have a lot to say. Oh my <laughs> God. Yeah, he will. Um, cool. Well, definitely go check that out, especially um, as not to be, I this is the last time you'll ever hear me say this is up for probably when Charlie comes on, but as the midterms approach, it's really important mm-hmm. to get tapped into the policy space. Um, and UC3P is a really invaluable resource, especially there are so many of you all listening who live in, Chicago Mm -hmm. um and I really think especially if you live here you're gonna get a lot out of this so definitely go check that out um on a more frivolous note you can find me um at fkpigs on twitter with a z (laughs) at drew haskins z's on instagram um and follow at crisis twin pod on instagram and twitter um girls room uh, my Spotify Live show with Julia Gray will be back next week for season two. We're covering the first two episodes of season two of HBO's Girls, aka the Donald Glover episodes, which are like not very good. Oh. Um, and we will be joined by extra special guest uh, Caitlin Tiffany, who is an, a writer from The Atlantic. So Ooh. definitely go check that out next week tune in we'll be back on wednesday of next week um and with that uh see y'all friday bye bye like what you just heard go to the show notes and whatever podcast app you're listening to this on and click the donation link